What's going on, everybody? Happy Sunday. Welcome to Sunday service. Uh, you have me here, Cody Barton, uh, coming from you from Gilbert, Arizona. I hope everyone had a great weekend, uh, holiday weekend with Thanksgiving and Black Friday and, you know, all, all, all of the things that go into this uh this weekend, you know, hope everyone ate lots of food. Um, I don't know about you, but I ate definitely too many sweets. But, you know, it is that time of the year. But, uh, you know, would be curious, where is everyone tuning in from? And let me know, did you also eat too much on Thanksgiving like I did? And lots, lots of leftovers. What's up, Joel from Texas? Donda? Utah, what up, what up, Buffalo, New York, no one else has said, am I the only one that ate, ate too many sweets, okay, Gene, someone's honest in here, Gene says, food coma for sure, Jesse says, Alaska, too much, <laughs> oh, I love it, I love it, hope everyone had an awesome holiday, uh, Dustin says, I'm still eating too much. Hey, it happens. It happens at this time of the year. <laughs> oh, I love it. Awesome. Well, everybody, we're going to be talking about tonight what you should be considering, what you should be planning for let, not even just if you're going to be, you know, leaving your job or quitting your job and, you know, wanting to really make that transition into uh, real estate investing, you know, whether creative finance or whether it's wholesaling or whether it's doing fix and flips, like whatever you're doing in your business. Um, <clears throat> seeing all these comments, you guys are cracking me up. <clears throat> so what you know based on wherever you're at and based on whatever you're trying to accomplish you know at some point everyone is going to you know look at the do i quit my job and go all in on this real estate thing or am i going to stick with my job and you know ride it out and then do the real estate thing on the side so that's what we're going to be talking about tonight is you know what what does that really look like right so i think you know just just in starting I think we all have to realize and, you know, just recognize that everyone comes from a little bit different background and a little bit different situation that is going to cause you to have to make different decisions on whether to go full time with real estate investing or whether it's something that you're going to do on the side based on what you're trying to accomplish in life. And so, you know, just just starting this uh, this conversation off, I actually have a, a good uh, a buddy of mine who is a very high W-2 uh, wage earner, you know, multiple six figures, makes, you know, great money in the, in the job that he does. And in his particular position, he doesn't have a ton of outside responsibility. Like he can just, you know, really work 40 hours a week and, and make a really high W-2 income. And so I was having a conversation with this, this guy and he was telling me, he's like, you know, man, like I really want to, I want to, I want to quit what I'm doing and just go full time into investing in real estate. And I think what a lot of times people don't uh, recognize and for everybody asking where Pace is, um, let me see if I could pull this up on my phone and show you guys. Let's see. That picture is horrible to be able to see with my camera zooming in and out. Um, he's with Grant Cardone and Elena for dinner in Miami right now. So that's that's currently where Pace is. So that is what he is doing. Just a, a little bit of an important meeting with him. So, you know, unfortunately, unable to be here tonight. Yep. Yep. With, with the Cardones in Miami currently. Oh, so, so Damien said, this is, this is where I was going with this conversation where 
you know, I was having, I was having a conversation with this individual and he was saying, you know, I, I want to do what you guys do. I want to, I want to invest in real estate and I, you know, I don't want to uh, be, you know, uh, stuck in this W2 job. And so we had a really honest conversation where, you know, he's earning good money already in the current position he's in. He actually likes doing his job. He likes to go to work every day. He likes the people he works with and he likes the thing that he does every day. And so, in this conversation, you know, we really got down to like, man, like what, what is the, why would you want to leave this? And he's like, well, I want to, I want to have more freedom. And I'm like, well, is the goal to just not like, what's, what's the goal around freedom? And so, you know, really as, as we go into the conversation of, you know, leaving the job that you may be currently at, like, what is the goal for freedom for you look like? Like, what does that mean to you? Is freedom like being able to travel around the world whenever you want? Is freedom, you know, having just enough passive income to not have to work and, you know, you just kind of just pursue your hobbies and passions in life or you hang out with your family? Like everyone has a different definition of what freedom looks like. And so, um, you know, for for this friend of mine in particular, as we're having this conversation, he's like, well, you know, honestly, he's like, I just want to build something for my future. He's like, I want to have something that I could start to accumulate passive income and that I can accumulate equity and 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 assets that are going to eventually, when I decide to stop working in the next 20, 30, 40 years, you know, have enough income coming in that I that I can make work optional. And I'm like, well the way I look at it is if you're in a position where you love what you're doing every day and, and I'm going to go to the alternative on this too, guys. But, um, if you love what you're doing, you're making, you know, great money where you can, can be investing in real estate currently. I would like Damien is saying, look at how can you be a lender or a buy and hold investor? All I would be doing if I had a lot of income, if I had a lot of income coming in on a monthly basis, you know, uh, whether, you know, I, that's in the high W2 earning world of eight grand, 10, 12, 14, 15, up to 20 grand a month or, or more, like I would be looking at how can I utilize this uh, ability of having, you know, a, a W2 and having high income already coming in and identify how can I invest the money that's coming in to create and expedite my path and expedite my journey? Because what you could be doing as that high income earner and like here here's a quick path and 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 then you know i want to make sure we uh have the conversation with everybody else that's like well that sounds great cody but you know i don't have a high income that's not my situation in my current job we're gonna get to that too um and so essentially you know you have to look at okay if i if my goal is to you know, make more passive income. That's great. So what I, what I told my friend and I'm, you know, excited for him that he's taking this path, but I told him, I'm like, look, dude, like if I was you and I had income coming in, I loved what I did every day. I would just start accumulating and saving more of your money and start accumulating rentals, start accumulating properties that could be turned into Airbnbs and get your passive income up because you have a great active income, but let's get your passive income up. And so you could build that over the next, you know, three, five, seven, 10 years. And if you really wanted to at that point over building over some years, you could step away and be totally fine. And so uh, in, in, in that situation, you know, it's something, uh, you know, that you could simply do. And for those that may be in a situation where you are being paid well in a W2, all I would be doing is looking at, okay, how do I find people that get good real estate deals brought to them? A great place for that is a community like Pace is built. You know, if, if I was brand new and I wasn't, I didn't have the desire to build this you know, wholesaling business and my desire is more to build a passive income, I wouldn't create a wholesaling business. What I would instead do is I would go, I would go somewhere like the, uh, the sub two community and I'll drop that, that link in the description, you know, uh, because here's the thing. A lot of people I see, they don't want to build a direct to seller business, so they, but they waste their time doing a lot of that because they think that's what they have to do. But what I'm actively doing, what Pace and I have redirected our focuses to is because we have high income coming in already, is we just want to acquire as many properties as we possibly can with good debt and with good cash flow. And so 
all we focus on is how do we get in front of as many people as we can in the markets that we're doing business in so that we can wave the flag of like, here are the deals that we want to buy and get that to as many people as possible. So those deals get funneled to us and those opportunities are coming to us on a daily, weekly, monthly basis. So we can buy those from other investors that are actively working direct to seller or working direct to agent and finding these strategies of how to actually, uh, you know, how to, um, you know, get the deal done with whoever the seller of the property is. And so, that that is the path that you know I, I told my uh, you know I told my friend to you know go down the path instead of starting um, instead of starting you know this direct to wholesaler business like dude you just want to get rental properties and Airbnbs for passive income like you don't need to start a whole business with a bunch of employees like you just need to find a good way to find deals at a reasonable rate and buy those as often as as you possibly can. And so, um, you know, like Holly's saying, Hey, I, I don't want to, uh, I don't want to wholesale again. Like that's, that's not going to be, that's not going to be for everybody. And that's okay. Uh, Gene says, I have a deal in Macon, Georgia. Are you interested? Uh, I am currently only buying in Arizona right now. So if you have any creative finance deals in Arizona, you can send me details on them. You could even just send me a message on Instagram, Cody Barton official. There we go. Um, somebody was saying, somebody was saying, oof, 20K per month W2. Hey, I'm saying I have friends that earn more on it than 20K a month W2. I'm not saying that's everybody, but I'm just saying like, there's people that are on the low range and then the higher range of that, right? So that's that's what we're talking about. So perfect. Somebody says, send me that Georgia deal. Uh, cool. So someone says, what kind of job are those? Very high paying jobs, usually sales management type jobs. And yes, taxes are higher on W-2. Yeah, Effie says the 1% make a lot. Yes, people, there are people that do make a lot of money. Um, so if you don't have anyone in your circle that makes that type of money, like you should probably be reevaluating the people you're spending time with. Oftentimes the people that I'm around, I'm usually the lowest income earner. And I do make great money as well, but you know, that's where you constantly have to be leveling yourself up. I mean, that's just, you know, side tangent, but like if you, if you are the average of the five people that you're spending the most time with and the people around you are earning, you know, 40, 50, 60, 70, uh, you know, grand a year, it's like, that's okay. But like, what, what are also their ambitions? Like, what are the things that they're trying to accomplish? Like, are they trying to, you know, buy properties? Are they trying to invest? Are they trying to grow themselves? A lot of times, you know, people, um, can, can get stuck around people in, in the same earning, uh, bucket that they're in. And then they only stick around those people that don't have further, you know, dreams of accomplishing more because like, it's okay to hang out with someone that maybe doesn't earn a ton of money. If they have the ambitions and they're actively taking actions on a day-to-day -day basis towards that ambition of making and earning more. Right. So again, like, you know, for, for somebody that was mentioning like 20 K a month, like that sounds crazy. I mean, I have friends that do 20 K a day and it's like, that's like pretty, pretty normal. I mean, there's, there's a lot of high income earners out there. Now that's not a W2. That's, that's more of a, a 1099. Oh, here we go. So this is diving right in to the next topic here. So John says, what do you recommend if we have that W-2 level of income but hate corporate life? Hoping to use wholesale to replace the W-2. I freaking love this question, John. Like This is exactly what I wanted to talk about tonight. Because again, um, I think there... Um, I think this depends based on, you know, based on where you're at in your life. This is going to vary. So... I'm going to make some assumptions just about, and I'm just going to use John. I don't know your situation, but I'm going to just say, 
uh, let's, let's just say that you're somebody that is, you know, single, you don't have kids, you don't have a family and you are earning great money at your corporate job. You don't like it. You want to get your wholesaling business going and you want to start generating income. Here's what I would do if I was in that situation myself. So what I would look at is if, again, I had no responsibility as kids, I'm not married, I'm not like the single provider in my household. What I would what I would do is get myself to where I have minimum six months of personal living expenses set aside. And then I would also, if I'm going to be doing this, be making sure that I have two to three months of business expenses set aside to get the momentum going in my business. And so then the steps that I'm going to start taking is I'm going to still stay at that W2 job and set a goal for myself of maybe, maybe it's three months, maybe it's six months that I'm going to exit that job is I'm going to take the, the savings, some of those savings that I have towards my real estate investing business. And I'm going to start investing that into marketing. And I'm going to find a way to either myself be uh, generating those leads or paying for marketing to generate those leads. And then what I'm likely going to do, what I would recommend doing is finding somebody that's doing deals already in your local market that you're generating leads in and find a way for you to squat up with that individual that's already doing deals and bring them those leads that you're generating to have them help you close those deals. So that you can start getting leads coming in. You could start understanding like what a motivated seller is, what a motivated seller is not. Have those, those lead opportunities coming in and then have a local expert that's actively doing business in your market help you with closing some of those deals. Yes, you will have to give them most likely a percentage of the deal for doing that. But what you're getting is priceless because you're going to be getting the education of understanding how deals go down and how the deals get to the finish line. You're going to have the opportunity to earn money while you're learning that experience as well. So that's worth that percentage that they're going to take on those deals starting off. So um, let me see here. And, and, and guys, I'm going to discuss like, hey, like this is this is an opinion if you do, if you are married and you have, a, you know, kids and all of that, you know, I definitely am going to, um, definitely going to comment on that situation as well. Cause again, everybody is in such a different situation. It's, it's, everyone has a different thing going on in their life, but again, that's where I'm just taking this perspective to start. So, so you, again, you're in W2, you want to quit your job and because you hate what you're doing, I would be looking at getting yourself to six months of personal expenses set aside, two to three months of your business marketing expenses to the side. And I would give myself probably like six to 12 months of just working, working, working on the business on the side. I'm working full-time at my job in this period. And then I'm working part-time on my fortune. Like that's what I would call it in my head. I'm like, I work full-time at my job to support myself building my fortune. So work full-time at your job and then work as many hours as you possibly can investing and in getting this business going on the side and finding somebody in your local market that's doing deals already, bring them value via leads. They're going to bring you value by helping close those deals. You're going to put some money in your pocket. You're going to become more talented at what you're doing and understanding how you're getting deals. And then once you get yourself, you know, with some runway where you're getting a couple deals a month contracted and closed with money coming into your pocket, I would just set a, a, a quit date, a sunset date of when I'm going to leave that job. And I already have my months of ex personal expenses. I have some business expenses set aside and I've already been closing deals somewhat consistently so that I'm not going to just start out and have no income coming in whatsoever. You've already proven concept of getting some deals coming in on a regular basis. So that's what I would do if I was, you know, solo, you know, no kids, not married, um, with a W2 career that I hated. Like that's, that's what I'm going to be looking at doing. Yeah. Sarita says great advice. No need to quit your W2 job immediately and add unnecessary stress to close deals to put food on the table, work, uh, work on your fortune part-time again, guys, like I'm not, I'm not saying like, 
you know, don't burn the bridges because some people that's, that works for them. For me, that worked for, like, I went full-time into this without, into real estate investing because I set myself up to be able to do that. Like I, I bought a house that was a four bedroom. I lived in the master bedroom. I rented two rooms to roommates. And then the, and then the fourth bedroom I turned into my office where I worked tirelessly every single day to get the business up and off the ground for months. And I got traction and started getting deals closed on a regular basis. But I was able to do that because I had, I had personal reserves. I had business reserves and I was willing to hustle every single day to get the business going. And I set myself up in a, in a situation to win by living in a house and reducing my, some of my biggest monthly expenses, which was the mortgage by renting two rooms. So I was doing house hacking during this time. So that, that is why, um, you know, I, that, that is why I went all in and burned the boats because I already knew I was in a good situation financially. I already knew that I didn't have to support other people like, you know, a wife or kids or anything like that. So I could just go all in right away and burn the boats and be fine. And so that was my path. But looking at, you know, I know some people on here are mentioning, you know, that they, that they do have kids or, you know, let's say Sharni says, I can't quit my W2 even if I wanted to. I'm the main breadwinner that pays all. So it's hard to save for six months, but not giving up. I, I feel that, you know, it's, it's hard out there. It's hard out there. Right. So, uh, so Sharnice, you know, looking at this, like if you're in a situation where you're the main breadwinner, you, you know, I'm just going to assume you have kids, you know, you can yell at me in the comments if you don't, but I'm just going to take this as if you had, uh, if you had kids is if you're in that situation, I'm going to give the very unsexy answer of, you know, what I think makes the most sense. If you have kids and you have to support everyone and that like you really probably want to get yourself to a situation where you could be like six to 12 months of reserves for your personal life because you're going to go out there with a bunch of stress if you leave that without any reserves and put yourself in a situation where you're just going to be stressed financially every day you're going to you're going to come across like you have commission breath meaning like you you make people feel like you need to make money from every deal that you're a part of and you're going to come from a place of scarcity so looking at um you know, lo looking at the situation that you're in, you know, Sharnice, I would, I would be looking at how can you, how can you add extra money into your life? Like what else could you be doing to start putting money aside to start building that six to 12 month reserves? And this goes for everybody. Like if you're in that situation, you have a family with kids and like, you're going to be going out on a limb to get, you know, a business off the ground. Like, what can you do right now to start building those savings? Do you have old stuff in your home that you can sell? You can do a garage sale. You can sell old crap that you don't need. Can you get a second job that you work nights to be able to save extra money? Can you uh, go and work for somebody that is a real estate investor in your local market that's already successful? And can you do transaction coordination for them on the side to make extra money? Can you do uh, lead management on the side to... Uh, to help their business and you make extra money. And why am I suggesting those things? Because one, you need to earn more income to be able to put more aside so you can get your business off the ground. And, be, and two, you can get into those roles and learn a lot about the business and become super competent at having professional real estate conversations by working I call that working in the corridor, get in the corridor of where business is happening around people that are doing deals, doing their lead management, doing their transaction coordination, uh, doing something that you can for these businesses in exchange for money so that you can get yourself gener you know, getting yourself around people that are doing deals and making the belief become even more possible for you that this could be your path towards that freedom as well. So that's what I would be looking at. Um, oh, I love this. Jasper says, I'm working a hybrid W-2 and working with Daniel Keanu's team and also generating my own leads. 
that's such like Jasper is a great example where he is working another job and he's working with somebody that has years of experience, super successful, super great salesperson in his business. He's working with him and then has his own leads being generated on the side. I love that Jasper's doing that because he's he's killing all you know so many birds with one stone with with that one action because what Jasper's doing is he's earning a W2 income to pay for his life and then he's able to uh, work for another super successful real estate investor salesperson and be able to add value to Daniel's business while in exchange becoming more talented at sales himself, while in exchange becoming more talented at underwriting what a good deal is versus a bad deal, while himself seeing how deals actually you know, get to the finish line so that when he's generating like he's already doing his own leads in his business, he's gonna be better at having conversations with those leads, he's gonna be better at closing those deals, and he's gonna be better at making those deals monetize as best as possible when he goes to sell those deals that he gets. And so I, I just, I love the, uh, the path that you're taking Jasper. I think that, you know, so many people, I think so many people, um, you know, are, are in a situation where, you know, they, they aren't willing to do that. I think there's a lot of people that want to take the, take the short shortcut. Uh, and they want to take the shortcut and, you know, either just burn the boats, quit the job and put their family at risk, or they, you know, or themselves at risk, or they, you know, just throw their hands up and say, I don't have enough time. I can't figure it out. Like that's, that's just, you know, you got to choose, choose your heart in this life. Casey. Wow. Casey says this, I have six kids, two jobs, and I'm currently working on getting my first two Airbnbs going. One I'm project managing the rehab on sleep is overrated. I just have to applaud you, Casey. I mean, my gosh, two jobs, six kids and launching two Airbnbs like that. That is amazing. I mean, it, it really just goes to show like when you really want to do something, what you will, you, what you're willing to tolerate and what you're not willing to tolerate and what you're willing to um, you know, put how you're willing to put yourself out there to, you know, work towards creating your freedom that you want for your life. Like that's, that's super cool. Congratulations on that. Those two Airbnbs. That's great. Wow. 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 Casey, great freaking job. So awesome. Don says, Casey knows how to hustle. Jesse says, amazing Casey. I think, you know, that that story, Casey, could be shared with a lot of people on here that, you know, make make a lot of excuses for themselves where they they're like, I don't have enough time with the kids and the work and everything else. Like you've you found a way to move, move your goals along. So that's that's really awesome to, to hear that. Um, so going back to that, the conversation around like if you're going to if you hate your W-2, you want to get out of it and you have a family to support. Like I would be looking at a few different things that you can do. Can you reduce some of your living expenses? Like this is another, like the stuff I talk about is like the real nitty gritty and like the non-super exciting, non-super sexy thing, but like the ways to be able to move a little bit faster. So like if you are supporting a family, like are you in a situation like, and these are just questions to ask yourself. Like if in the city or state that you live in, this just isn't possible, like that's fine. I'm just throwing suggestions, but could you put yourself in a situation where you could, uh, if you're living in a house or an apartment, can you sell your house or if you don't own it, you know, leave the property that you're in and can you buy maybe a duplex or a triplex or a fourplex? You and your family move into one of those units, you live in one of those units and then you rent out the other units. Like house hacking is such an underrated thing that people can do to reduce one of the biggest expenses that all of us have in our lives, which is our just basic living of having a home over our head every single day. Um, you know, that, um, you know, that that's something that, you know, you can do to put yourself in a position to start getting ahead faster. Um, reducing unnecessary stuff, you know, not needing to buy the most new car, like all of those things obviously are helpful. Um, but then it comes down to, okay, you need to start being able to, you know, make more money, right? So if you can just make a few quick changes per in a personal financial situation, and then start working on your business, 
you can start getting ahead significantly faster. So um, if you are W2 corporate job that you just don't like and you want to work your way out of that, I would, again, follow similar advice to the person that's W-2 and they're single, but I would just essentially just set yourself up where you have more reserves because you got to make sure your family's taken care of, right? Like that, that comes first. So, you know, I would have minimum six to 12 months of your personal living expenses before you exit your W-2. If you're the main supporting person with, you know, wife or husband um, and kids, uh, you know, that you're having to support on a, on a monthly basis. Because again, like the goal is not to have to move with commission breath and every single person you talk to, you have to find out how to monetize become, because you're coming from a place of scarcity with finances. You want to get yourself to where you're not moving with scarcity with your financial situation. And so by building that, um, building those reserves, you're going to be able to put yourself in, in a, a lot better financial situation to be taking action regularly. So um, and that's not even when, you know, and at that stage, like, yes, you can quit your job, but I would still, before you quit your job, find a way for you to set yourself up where you're getting deals going on a monthly basis already before you leave the job. Or if you're going to leave the job that you're at, can you go and work for a real estate investing company where you're going to, again, get in the corridor, you have reserves set aside, you're working for a company that's doing the things that you want to do, you're earning an income there, it may not be your dream income, but it's income for you to be able to learn, become better, become a, a better person just overall. And you still have those reserves and then you're still kind of getting your business going on the side, like you're going to advance so much faster. So like these are just options that you can look at. But I think there's a lot of people that, you know, they're in a couple boats or either on one, they're like, I need to just quit everything I'm doing, burn the boats and just go all in on real estate. Or there's there's too many people that otherwise are like, oh, I just have too much going on. I have, you know, my one or two jobs. I got a family. And I could just never see myself having this, you know, business where I'm doing consistent deals. Well, maybe on that, it's just you save up and you buy properties over time. Like the thing that I think people need to realize is depending on the state that you're buying properties in, like just if you're just going after rentals, like just this, for example, if you focused and only bought one property every year for the next four years, you just focused on how do I get enough income to buy in a market where there's good cash flow, say $500 a month in cash flow that you can get, how can I go buy a property in that market every year for the next four years? And you're at $2,000 a month in passive income. I mean, obviously, you know, I know $2,000 a month in, in income isn't, you know, necessarily going to make anyone's life significantly easier and significantly just entirely changed, but like, an extra $2,000 a month that's coming in passively and that's supplementing any other work that you're doing, life starts to become cooler. Life starts to become easier. And then you start compounding on that over the years. So really, when we're having the conversation around freedom at the beginning of, of this tonight on Sunday service, you know, it's like you have to find like what is the lifestyle that you're trying to achieve. And for, for most it might just be that you're trying to have freedom to have more options. It's not necessarily like I want to have the biggest wholesaling business in the world where I'm doing a million a month. It's like maybe you're just like, I would love to get to like five to 10 grand a month, be able to quit my job, work on a couple of passion projects that I can make money with and then spend time more time with my family. Like that's perfectly cool. That's perfectly normal. Like people have different goals, different ambitions, but like, I just really want everyone to look at like, what are you really wanting to do real estate for? Why are you really trying to invest? And then focus on and focus on finding the path that's going to get you to that the fastest. And for those of you that are very new to real estate investing and you don't really know, this is where getting around a community is super helpful. Somewhere like sub two, you know, the community that Pace has built with investors all around the United States, there's people that just like yourself 
are high income earners looking to get passive income in real estate. There's people just starting out. They're, you know, fledgling business owners just starting out at 18 years old, don't know, you know, very much at all about business, but they're just, you know, getting their their journey started. And then there's a million types of people in between that are, you know, already um, making, you know, decent to good money with their W-2. They have some rentals and they're really trying to amplify what they're doing. Like there is so many great people in that community that you can network with and, and be able to um, and to learn from. You know, someone like Casey that was mentioning she has two Airbnbs, like just to give everyone an idea, the properties like the Airbnbs that Pace and I own together, on average, like the lower performers typically are netting about 1500 bucks a month per property. And then our, you know, our higher performers, 2,500, 3000 a month. We don't have any luxury, luxury properties. They're all kind of mid range that are very nice, but mid range. Um, you know, how many properties do you need to own if you're bringing in 1500 to 3000 a month per property for you to be able to create more freedom in your life? That that's the question that you have to ask yourself. And I'm not saying Airbnb is the answer to everything in your in, in this world of passive income, but I'm saying like start looking at what your goal really is, what you're really trying to accomplish, and then finding a community of people that are already achieved already have achieved what you want or on the path towards achieving what you want and seeing how you can be there alongside that, you know, to support them, find other people that, you know, can support you and, and helping, you know, find maybe it's deals, maybe it's, you know, private lending, um, whatever that is that you need to find. Let's see, I've got so many comments coming in here. John saying, Cody bringing massive value Anyone uh, to anyone willing to put in the work. Pacific Northwest. Hit up John if you are in the Pacific Northwest. Mr. Off-Market Property says, I got to be at 100000 a month. Hey, some people 100,000 a year is enough. Some people 100,000 a year is, is, is a tragic thing to them. Some a million a year is great. Some a million a year is a bad year. I mean, everyone's got to be in a different situation. Again, it really comes down to what you want to achieve. Um, Sherry, Sherry says commission breath. That is definitely something to be avoided. Um, I'm going to answer a couple questions that have been popping up in here. So plant-based mage says, Cody, would you say that door knocking pre-foreclosures is the fastest way to get a deal locked up? So I would definitely say that not just door knocking pre-foreclosures, but just working pre-foreclosure leads opportunities are one of the best ways. If I could only choose, if I could only choose one type of list to work out of any. So list meaning like pre-foreclosure, meaning maybe people that are tax delinquent, maybe uh, absentee owners, like there's a lot of different types of individuals you could target to, you know, try to buy their properties from. But if I could only work one list, it would be pre foreclosures and however you market them, whether that's going to be your cold calling them, door knocking them, sending them direct mail, um, whether you're going to be text messaging them, like whatever strategy that you're going to do, all of, all of those strategies work. But pre-foreclosures, especially if I was brand new, that's where I would be spending most of my time focusing on reach, doing the outreach to those individuals. Um, dang, I didn't know this. I, there's a few people asking, where do I get pre-foreclosures? So, so for us, I mean, we, we use batch leads for any lists in our business. You know, batch leads is our primary place where we'll pull leads from and then that will actually, you know, skip trace those records and, and do either uh, direct mail with them, cold call them, text them. We get all of the data started from batch leads. I dropped the, the link for you guys. If you are unfamiliar, you can go to batchleads.io forward slash pace um, and you can get pre-foreclosure leads pulled from that platform. Here's another great question. Davis says, Cody, do you think cold callers are having, 
Okay. Do you think cold callers and having two callers direct to, uh, to seller or direct to agent is better for today's market conditions? So I, depending on the market you're in, I think right now we're in a market where you can redirect some of the cold calling efforts that you have and have them start calling agents and building a list. Like for example, um, you know, if you have virtual assistants, like there's, we have a lot of virtual assistants. Okay. Davis is Tampa. So we have, we have virtual assistants over at start virtual that, you know, their entire purpose um, is to be able to help you scale your business, you know, whether it's generating leads, doing administrative things over at startvirtual.com. Um, a lot of what I'm seeing, Davis, is a lot of our clients at Start Virtual are transitioning some of their virtual assistants from doing outreach direct to seller. And they're having them start contacting real estate agents. They're having them contact real estate agents that have had properties listed for over 100 days and just reaching out to them either via text, either via email or via calling and just be, you know, dropping lines out like they're fishing. They're just dropping lines out all day long to agents that have lists uh, that have the um you know, listings on the market that have been on for over a hundred days. So Davis, what they're doing is they're reaching out, basically, you know, seeing where the seller, seeing where the agent is at, like, you know, Hey, how's the listing going? You know, do you have any offers on the table? You know, we're investors in the area, blah, 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 like whatever the outreach message is. And they say, no, well, yeah, we would at this point consider an offer from an investor. What that VA is doing is they're scheduling appointments for them to talk with uh, you know, with the investor, with the real estate investor. So the VAs are just teeing up appointments for them to be able to get on the phone with the agent and say, Hey, you know, this is what I'm doing. This is how I do business, blah, blah, blah. Like, and build the relationship from that point. So I think a lot of people are, are wasting a lot of time. Um, I think a lot of people are wasting a lot of time doing all of the outreach to agents themselves when they could have a virtual assistant either texting them or emailing them or calling them on you know when when they reach you know a certain amount of days on the market with certain uh properties that they have listed and try to establish more of that relationship and, and do some business with those agents so that's something that um we've seen a lot of people transitioning to and having a lot of success with because guys like we're in a market where stuff doesn't sell in two days anymore like some markets are still pro certain properties that will but generally in a lot of markets the the market slowed down since interest rates have risen and so there's agents that are trying to identify other creative ways that they can get their properties sold so it's the prime time right now for whether you or you hire a virtual assistant from somewhere like startvirtual.com to call those agents, text those agents, email them and set up appointments for you to get on the phone and build the relationships. Wow. Cameron says, I burned the boats and I've been working free foreclosures for six months, three wholesale deals closed thanks to the free Facebook page. Sorry, guys, I had to get a drink there. Um, Cameron, that's amazing. So anybody that doesn't know, because everybody tuning in here, some are on YouTube, some are on Facebook, we have a free Facebook group called Creative Finance with Pace Morby that you can join. You join the Facebook group, and once you're in there, you, you're able to start networking. There's 65,000 people in the United States in this group. It is likely there's people in your local market, wherever you're tuning in from, that you can connect with. So Cameron has already done that, burned the boats, got three wholesale deals closed. That's freaking amazing. Congratulations on that. I love, I love hearing that because people are like, I don't have the resources. I don't know the people like literally from having a free Facebook account, going into a free Facebook group, finding people to do deals with and getting three deals done. Freaking congratulations on that. Free guys. Like this is free, like free, like free. We do Sunday service is free. The Facebook group that we have creative finance with Pace Morby is free. Like you can reach out to pre foreclosures for free if you want, or for, you know, 
a, a really low cost, like using a, a website like batsleads.com uh, forward slash pace, you can go there, be able to pull pre-foreclosure data for very affordable and start reaching out and creating opportunities and connecting with people from a free group. My gosh, Martha corrected me. 68,000 members now. I haven't been in there. I haven't looked at the members in like a week. It is growing like wildfire in there. So Luke Kang says, what strategy would you suggest to use with no money? Do the outreach yourself. Like I was just saying with realtors, you can start to learn, like find some people in your local community. Here, here are the things you could do for free right now. What you can do right now for free is you could go on Facebook. You can search Creative Finance with Pace Morby. You could join the Facebook group, get into a free community that you just heard from someone named Cameron on here that's closed three deals in the last six months from a free group. So you can get into that free group. And then what you can also do for free is post in that group and say, hey, my name is Cody. I'm from Phoenix, Arizona. I'm looking to do deals in this market. Who is buying actively and you know doing their own fix and flips or buying rentals or buying Airbnbs in this market that I can connect with and be able to send deals to? And then there's going to be people that'll comment and say, hey, I buy here. I know investors here, blah, blah, blah. You're going to then outreach to those people. Ask them, what are they looking to buy? What types of deals do they want? And now you have some, some buyers that told you what, you know, what they will and will not buy. And then now what you can do is then you can, whether maybe one of those people can get you access to be able to get a list of, uh, of listings uh, that have been on the market for more than 100 days, or you can get connected with an agent uh, in your local market to build this relationship with to get access to that. You can do all of this for free. And then get access to agents that have listings that have been on the market for 90 to 100 days or more and haven't sold. And you can get on the phone for free, your phone, and call these people, these agents, and start having conversations with them and seeing if they're open to other ways of selling their client's property. Because obviously, in the last 100 days, what they're doing is not working. So having those conversations, you could do all of that for free. And if you get a deal that could work, you get it under contract with that agent, you sell it to one of your buyers, like you could do all of that for free and build momentum that way. Great, great opportunity there. Carly says a thousand new members a week. Everybody, you know, just freaking give Carly some love. She is our community manager for the Creative Finance with Pace Morby Facebook group and all of the groups that we are associated with. And she just does such an amazing job. Um, and she is a, a massive part of why the Facebook community is able to grow at the rate that it does and for the value to be there for people like Cameron to be able to come into that group, learn, network, and most importantly, create opportunities for themselves to make more money and change their family's lives. That's the purpose of those groups. And that's why they're there. And so, you know, give Carly some love. She helps make sure that that group is running and running well so that all of us get to enjoy the benefits of the community that's growing in there. And Peggy, Luke uh, is just, you know, mentioning for you, Luke, door knocking, MLS, you know, offering to help others. Like there's, there's a lot of things that you can do. There's a lot of things that you can do. Love it. Love it. And thank you, Carly, for sharing the link for the Facebook group as well. And Don, shout out to Don sharing the Facebook group as well. Thank you, Don. Everyone's saying thank you, Carly. All the all the fans, Carly. So guys, this this is really it. Like we we had the conversation around what do you do if you are single and you, you know, have some money set aside and what to do in that particular situation. I gave you my insight on that. I gave you on the, the side of if you're a high paid W2 and you love what you do every day, 
then what you should do on that, which is more likely just be buying deals and buying assets to build your passive income on the side of your, your full-time job. And then we've had the conversation of if you hate what you're doing and you have a family and kids and all this stuff to support, you know, getting yourself to where you have six to 12 months of reserves, getting yourself to where you have, you know, two to three months of business reserves and be getting active deals being closed on a monthly basis before you take that leap. Just my opinion. Obviously, everyone could, you know, do what they think is going to be best for their situation. Um, obviously, I shared myself. I burned the bridges. I didn't have any, you know, W-2. I just went full in on real estate, but I had reserves. I had, you know, I could live for up to a year without having any new money come in. So I didn't have to move from a place of scarcity financially starting. So that's, that's what you have to be looking at is like, where are you at in your own personal situation? And then it's just, you have to follow the path and you get to choose how long the path takes by the action you take today and tomorrow. So that's, that's it guys. Um, I hope that all of you are able to take some action. I hope everyone had a great Thanksgiving weekend. And this week, we are going into the last month of this year before the new year. And so I just want to encourage all of you, you know, if you're in the same spot that you were in this time last year, it's time to make a change. It's not time to wait till January 1st. You start building momentum for the new year in December. You start building momentum for the new year in November. November, December, if you've already lost November, you have December to build momentum. Most people are taking their foot off the gas going into December keep your foot on the gas going into December because the people that are not calling agents, the people that are not working direct to seller, the people that are not taking action, they're going on vacation, they're eating too much, they're traveling, they're taking time off. You can take advantage of this time and get momentum and get ahead. So you roll into the new year with momentum instead of starting the new year from scratch and having to just start building momentum January 1st. So guys, happy Sunday. Hope you had a good time tonight. Hope everyone had a great Thanksgiving. I'm thankful to be in a position to, you know, do this with Pace every Sunday and, you know, be able to give back to people that, you know, were in similar situations to Pace and myself before we had real estate change our lives. So um, just, just happy to be here. Have a great rest of your night, everybody, and take action this week. Most importantly, above all else, take action this week. We'll see you guys next Sunday. Peace.